to African Teapot Podcast. My name is Exi and I'm your host. Journey with me through Africa's vast variety of culture, heritage, and discuss issues most African families face, both home and abroad. Make sure you add this podcast to your frequent podcast rotations and don't forget to share and follow this podcast. Hello guys and thank you for tuning in for another episode on African Teapot. Today's episode is titled African Fufu Challenge. But before we get into our topic, I want to make sure that we are all doing well. We all staying positive and we would stick with our tradition. Today is the last episode actually honoring Black History Month. So we are going to stick with the tradition of looking at some um, amazing figureheads from our continent Africa. So today we are going to be making a stop in Ethiopia and Ethiopia is in East Africa. The capital is Addis Ababa and it has an estimated population of 112 million. Ethiopia is known for its archaeological finds dating back more than 3 million years. Ethiopia is bordered by South Sudan, Kenya, Somalia, the Gulf of Aden and Yemen. And Amharic is the principal language of Ethiopia. Now we are going to be looking at the amazing legacy, five points from the amazing legacy of Manelik II of Ethiopia. Manelik II was the emperor of Ethiopia in 1889 and he introduced compulsory schooling and established the first newspaper in Amharic during his reign. He was aided by his wife Queen Taitu as she was educated as well. He took steps to end slavery in Ethiopia and in 1896, at the Battle of Adawa, Manelik and his soldiers defeated the Italian forces, making him the first African ruler to counter a colonial invasion, and Ethiopia's independence was recognized by the Western powers. I thought this is amazing history, like many people do not know, so I'm just going to go ahead and include the links on the show notes, and you can go to read further about the amazing work of um, Manalik to, you know, read his history and get to know it. And that also brings us to the end of Black History Month. That doesn't mean we are not going to, you know, keep talking about our culture or not keep educating people. But this was just something that we did for the past four weeks. For like a month now, three to three to four weeks now, there's been this trend on social media that was birth off of TikTok of different non-Africans trying the fufu or different uh, food from Africa, okay? And they give their reviews on it. And the food is mostly from West Africa. I noticed it's either it's from Ghana or mostly from Nigeria. And they, were, they are doing reviews on it and they are posting these videos. And I think the first person did it and get, got a lot of likes. And so it just picked up a trend and they call it the African food challenge or the fufu challenge. That's how it goes on by. Um, and that picked up steam. And then how I came in contact with these videos is I follow Aliyah J. I've been following her for years. And she's like an Instagram influencer. And she owns like a YouTube, like two YouTube channels. One for herself, one with her boyfriend, Manalik, who is from Kenya. And so they decided to do a video, you know, jump on the trend. And they were reviewing Nigerian food. They had jollof rice, okra soup, igusi soup, fufu, you know. Uh, plantains they had all of that and I saw that original video before she took it down I saw it because I saw it and then she re-edited it 
and took out some parts. I guess people told her they weren't. what she said or what was happening wasn't good. She edited it. Didn't take it down, but edited it. And I think it got worse and then she completely took it down. So that's what happened to her. And that's what brings me to this conversation today. You know, that's the inspiration behind this topic. Our inspiration must not be drawn from positive things only. It's just what happens around us, brings, makes us have certain honest conversation. So here on African Teapot, we are all about telling our African stories from our perspective. What do I mean? Because I'm thinking some people do not understand. We have often allowed our stories to be told by other people. And when they tell it, either they exaggerate it or they undersell it, they underpresent it. And then we are offended behind the scenes. But we need to take upon ourselves to say, hey, how you said this is not right. Or you know what? Instead of saying it, why don't I represent that culture if you don't want to learn? Okay. Two is when you are representing somebody's culture, you need to either be an expert on it. You've been properly exposed to it or you educate yourself on that culture. You do not represent a culture from an ignorant perspective. Okay. That is offensive period. That's just what it is. Now let now I'm trying to say like, because it's Black History Month, this is the last week of Black History Month. That's why I chose to do this topic, the very last topic. And I want us to understand that's why we've been talking about figureheads throughout this History Month. And the figureheads come from the continent Africa, because you realize they'll be talking about a lot of black figureheads from different parts of the world, but not necessarily from the continent Africa. It's like we hadn't, we have nothing to contribute on the table. It's like we did, we do, we did nothing. We do nothing. We just sit there and I don't know, and just get used by people. It's like, we are not fighting for our culture. We are not fighting for our stake. That's why we are talking about Nelson Mandela. That's why we talk about Wangari Madai. We talk about different people, Manilik. We talk about Kofi Annan, different people here. And that's just to name a few. Okay. So when you are talking about black culture and you think only your culture gets to have a say or your culture is superior to another culture, then don't call it black culture. Say the, Afri say the, you know, the American black culture, say the African-American and leave it at that. Let the Caribbean talk about their culture then. But don't use the umbrella of black culture and immediately it comes to mine, which is the continent Africa. You treat it as it's, it's beneath yours. It is culture, period. You must not understand my culture. You must not get it. You may not like certain parts of my culture, but it is my culture and you need to respect it because it's not offending you. Okay. So you need to respect it. Period. Now let's break down this, um, fufu challenge or African food challenge after I've given this, you know, history to why I did this. One is the name fufu challenge or African challenge is disrespectful. Period. Eating someone's cultural food should not be a challenge to you. Okay. Challenge are games. Maybe let's see which food is the hardest, two times spicy sauce. Let's see if you can take the heat while giving an eat. Those things are done and it's done for entertainment half of the time. If you look at it, um, I've seen people do like, oh, let's eat the hot spicy noodles. Of course, it's Korean food. But at that time, you're not drawing the culture to the noodles. You're drawing the culture to how hot it is. You see, and it's a challenge because it's fun. People are watching it. It's entertainment at that time but you don't take food at its natural state that someone has prepared and given you it's not like they did anything extra for it for a competition or anything and you're eating it and saying it's a challenge that is wrong 
Now, if you still don't understand, let me give you examples. If you have black, uh, white women trying on the uh, Senegalese twist or Senegalese braids, and they say, oh, this, this, you know, this looks like uh, pigtails. This looks like horsetails. Um, I don't know how do people put this on and stuff. You'll be offended. You will say that's racist. The same thing works with our food. You don't take our food at its natural state of presentation and how it's been cooked and you're calling it dog food. You're calling it horse food. You're saying you're scared of the food. That is offensive. Okay? It's the exact same thing. The difference is you're not white. Okay? But it is the same thing. Period. Now, let's move to people saying it's just food. Why are you so upset, XD? Or why is it such a big deal to Africans? It's just food. Now, I'm going to explain it to you. When you're talking about someone's culture, you're talking about the food, you're talking about the clothing, you're talking about their hairstyling, you're talking about the language, infrastructure, religion, politics, music, dancing. All of that is part of culture. That is what somebody says, my culture. If that's not culture, then what is? You understand? That is someone's ID to who they are in a general scope of who they are. You understand what I'm saying? So you don't say it's just food. That food that you're eating is a cultural piece. It's like you take the Native American headpiece and you are, you are creating entertainment from it. When you are not Native American, it's not your culture. You are offending that particular group of people you offend you are offending you are not representing their culture you're using it for something else okay you're using it for entertainment you can't use someone's culture for your entertainment when you don't understand the culture that's offensive you say we say this to white people all the time that does not exclude us it applies to us if something is not yours authentically your culture and you're using it as a joke you're offending those people you are, you are using it for likes. You are offending those people. Period. That's just what it is. It's not about liking the food. It's not, they're not saying you must like the food. If you don't like it, say so. And don't be exaggerative with it. Okay? Because you will tell your kids. If you want something, tell me you want it. Don't cry. Because that's exaggerating. You see, you correct your kids the same way. You understand? If you're talking to your mother, you're complaining, talk to me. Don't shout at me. That's what you say, right? It's the same thing. If you're eating food and you don't like it, say you don't like it. Can I get something else? Or you know what? I'll just try from another restaurant. Oh, guys, this, this didn't work with me. I'm going to ask. I don't know. Was it not cooked right? But I'm going to ask. But it's not working for me. That is how you speak. You don't have to exaggerate. You don't have to gag over people's food as if people are eating puke. Okay? That makes no sense. You can't sit out here and you are uh, saying people's food that you ate from one specific country from Nigeria, a continent that has 54 countries. You eat food from Nigeria and mind you, you eat one dish from that country and you say that food takes like dog, dog food. You're not going to go to the African restaurant. So what are you trying to do? Send these people out of business? The, the African uh, chefs or cooks? You want to shut down their businesses by giving that, kind of, giving that kind of nasty review? What are you saying then? Okay, so now I have a couple of questions, okay? Who buys what they don't, who buys what they already know they will not like and then video it? Do you get me? Normally you take your money, 
buy your money's worth and you make a video if it's not what you thought it was going to be. Okay. If you're asking me, Anna, what do you mean? I watch videos of people putting food in front of them and saying, I'm scared. Oh, guys, I'm nervous. I'm scared. You understand? It looks like poop. It looks like dog food. Then why are you eating it? And why are you videoing it? Don't video it then because it means you don't have an open mind to trying it. Because guess what? Because it's not your food, it's not going to taste like mac and cheese or Chick-fil-A or McDonald's. It's going to taste different. It's going to feel different. So if you say, oh, I thought it was going to be like mac and cheese, then you should be eating mac and cheese then, not eating fufu. You get me? If, oh, I thought this was going to be like fried rice, then you should go and buy fried rice and not eat the jollof rice then. You should have it. You should have an open mind and a tolerance towards the taste that you're eating. You should give it a chance. But if you're not giving it a chance and you are acting like you're already judging the food or the food is disgusting before you put it in your mouth, then that is a problem. Okay. Another question. Who calls something dog food, horse food, and then saying they're scared of the food and they're eating it? If you're not, if you don't have something other than promoting it. That's not a review. Your mind was pretty made up before you started eating the food. Who orders food without looking at the menu to know the name and the ingredients so as to understand what they're eating? Any restaurant you go, when you ask for the menu, you tell them, it's my first time. What do you recommend? Right? You read through what it, every meal tells you what is in there. You will know what the egusi is. You will know what kind of nuts they are, the nutritional values they have. And maybe those kinds of things will give you a tolerance towards that meal. But you have to educate yourself over what you're going to eat, especially if it's not your cultural meal. We don't have to say this 10 times, guys, 10 times. We don't have to say this. This is just common sense. Let me tell you the kind of people who do this. The people who do this are people who are cloud chasing, Showing lack of manners for likes. You understand? We all know that eccentric behavior, ignorant behavior is what sells in the mainstream. Okay? But the thing is, you don't want to use your culture to get the likes. You want to put down somebody's, somebody else's culture to get the likes because you have the same skin color as that person or whatever. Or because you want to prove that you are better than that person. So you are mad that the white man is trying to say that they are better than you, but you're out here putting somebody else down, saying that your food is better than theirs. And yet half of the food you're eating is not even your food. It's international food you're eating. You understand what I'm saying? Who slaps fufu around, compares the texture to titties, to a woman's breast, uh, calls it dog food, poop, it looks like horse food. How do you know it looks like horse food? Have you eaten horse food before? Do you know you can now leave direct voice messages to the show and they may just have a chance to end up on future episodes. All you need to do is follow the voice link on the show notes and I can't wait to hear from you. Let me tell you how I know someone is exaggerating. Someone is using words like horse food, like I said earlier, horse food, dog food to mask some kind of insecurity. Okay? If you think that you're trying to prove you're better than me, you would, you, you're going to use words that you believe are going to hurt me. You're going to attack something that you know is part of my identity. The problem is if you're doing it, do it period so that we call you out on it the African way. The difference is you do that and then you claim ignorant. But 
you guys are the same people that would chew at other cultures, especially the white man, for using your culture for their source of entertainment or using your culture to make money off of it or get a name or whatever it is. I don't understand it. How do you complain? It's like complaining about something, yet you're perpetuating it. You're complaining about abuse, and yet you're abusing someone else. How, how, who is the joke on? The joke is on you. That's why nobody takes your struggle seriously. You look like someone who just complains because you're out here perpetrating the same acts that you're condemning someone from, like condemning somebody else for doing it on you. That's why it's put on the, oh, you're just complaining. There's nothing serious about this black uh, movement or black culture because of how we tend to act amongst ourselves blacks. We are divided. You're quick to say, oh, I'm better than you. Nobody's, be nobody's culture is better than someone's culture. Someone's culture is different from yours. Someone's culture is unique to them. You may not understand it, but you need to respect it. Even if you're criticizing something from that culture, criticize something, respect fully period now let me tell you how i know people are out here cloud chasing how people are out here looking for likes one you use your hands and you dip fries into sauces or chicken wings into barbecue sauces all the time you mess your hands you're eating burgers and uh, pizzas all the time and dipping it in sauces so i know you can use wash your hands use fufu and dip it in the sauce are you an invalid? You can do that. Quit acting like it's brand new. You do it. Okay? And then another thing is, you guys eat mashed potatoes. So yes, you can swallow. You can eat something without necessarily chewing it to crush it down. Okay? Quit pretending like that's a brand new thing to you. Another point, don't complain about hand eating by saying, who uses their hands? Oh my gosh, can I use a fork? You use chopsticks in eating food from different uh, parts of Asia. You can use chopsticks. So yes, you can use your hands. Quit saying that it is a primitive way of eating because you are doing things that are not necessarily mainstream. Okay? You are tolerant towards our culture. You, you adapt towards the culture. So quit whining and complaining about it. That's how I know you're exaggerating. That's why I know that you're cloud chasing. You just want to get likes. Okay? And... One thing I want to put out there, no African asks you to review their culture, okay? We've already established food is culture, okay? Part of culture. So no African asks you to review their food and nobody challenged you to review it. So it makes no sense when you're sitting there and saying, I have fallen into this trap. This girl said, I've fallen into the trap of eating fufu. Who trapped you in there? And if it's a trap, get out. Don't video it. Don't eat it. Nobody cares. You can't be approaching something with the mindset of, I've been trapped. We say this all the time. Can someone say, I've been trapped in a relationship or something? Don't you feel offended when people make comments like that? Oh, I've been trapped to try the uh, black braids. If a white lady says that, I've been trapped to try or do black braids. So here goes the black braids challenge. And then after she puts it on her hair, oh my gosh, it looks like horse tails, pigtails. Wouldn't you be offended? That's exactly what you're doing to our culture. We don't care. Don't eat our food. Nobody asked you to. We have not asked you for years. If you are approaching somebody's culture and you cannot have decent manners, you have a problem, not the food.
eat it and don't like it and respectfully say, I don't like this. If you don't have an open mind to do something, don't do it. Nobody's forcing you. Okay. And don't review something when you approach that thing from a close minded perspective. Nobody's interested in it. All right. So I'm just going to put a pause to that. And that's my few minutes of what I have to say about this. So I'll see you guys next week. And we have a really, really exciting episode and we have a wonderful guest next week. So till then. Thank you for listening and hope you join me for the next episode. You can always reach us via email at africanteapot at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at, at african underscore teapot. Mm-hmm.